Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. Hammer and Nigel presents. Is. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Is this anything? Hammer, how do we play? Is this anything? I'll run some stories by you. You review said story, and then you give us the verdict on whether or not it's anything or not. Is this anything? Yesterday, NASA, they were able to send this space robot, this vending machine-sized <laughs> spacecraft, yeah. 7 million miles through space, and successfully collide with an asteroid that was the size of a football stadium to kind of knock it off course a little bit. Um, this was basically done to see if there was one coming toward Earth, if that would work. And it turns out that it did. Looks to me like we're headed straight in. Oh, my goodness. Eight, yeah. Seven, oh, six, wow. five, four, three, two, one. Oh, wow. Awaiting visual confirmation. Oh, that's pretty cool. Crazy technology. I don't know if it worked. Did it do anything? It, I mean, they it, said that it knocked it off course, and had it been in a direct line with Earth, which it wasn't, but had it been, it would have knocked it off course. I mean, that's pretty cool. And uh, an asteroid, would you call it as big as a football field? Yes. I'm reading, this is on space.com, what an asteroid would do if uh, it was as big as a football field. It hit somewhere like London. Uh, and I'm just reading here, quote, if an asteroid... That size were to fall on the city of London. Windows would break over the whole southeast of England, and the damage uh, in the greater London area would be very extreme. There would be no survivors in the center of London because of the impact itself and also because of the severity of the air blast. So it doesn't sound like something like that would be a global killer, like, you know, the dinosaurs and stuff. Right. Uh, But uh, it would do some major damage. Uh, Let's see. If the asteroid fell into the ocean, it would produce very large tsunami waves. But if it happened deep in the ocean, the waves would dissipate before reaching a coast. Tsunamis are a trip. Have you ever seen what happens during a tsunami? Like, all the waves roll back first. And they go, like, the water line recedes so far back. It's basically like... You see all the fish and stuff flopping around Right, all the fish flopping around. So if you're ever somewhere on a beach and you see that happen, run. Because a freaking tsunami is on its way, man. But this wasn't anything like Armageddon. We were talking about this yesterday. Nobody sent... What's his name? What was Bruce Willis? Harry Stamper didn't go up there with a giant-ass drill and (laughs) put a nuclear bomb in the middle of it. Correct. Right, this was, but but you're saying, okay, I didn't see where it actually kind of knocked it off course. Yes. Seven yeah. million miles? I don't know, man. I, like, everybody talks about alien and alien technology, and, and I, I think it's, I think alien technology is already here. How the hell can they send a vending machine-sized spacecraft seven million miles and have it target this asteroid hurling towards Earth and knock it off course? I think some of that stuff, man, like we just we we can't ever comprehend or actually know the extent of the level of, of technology that's available to human beings at this point because they keep it secret. I mean, pass me the tinfoil hat. I, I, you know, you watch documentaries about the stealth bomber back in the 60s and 70s, and I'm obsessed with it because technology back then was like 
wait, they knew how to do that in 1972? Imagine <laughs> how far they've come in 40-plus years. Right. It's crazy. I think it's awesome. I mean, look at Elon Musk. Rockets taking off and then landing back on their on their pads in the middle of the ocean. Right. It's pads. amazing. It's unbelievable. And the fact that there are such smart people that know how to do this kind of stuff. It's amazing. Like when I watch On Patrol Live and I see some shirtless hillbilly from Beach Grove getting arrested, and then I see what Elon Musk is yeah. doing, I'm like, how are we the same species here? How is this possible? When our president of the United States tell us prepare for a hurricane by getting a vaccine <laughs> for COVID, and then you have you know the NASA astronauts and the, uh, the, the technology that they're working on there behind the scenes, it's, it's night and day. If you missed it earlier, we played the audio of uh, President Joe Biden. This was earlier in the year before hurricane season got rolling, saying if you want to stay safe in a hurricane, you have to get vaccinated. <laughs> uh, producer TKW, Mega Mondo, the Kyle Wells. Can I hear your awesome Joe Biden impression <laughs> of him talking about getting vaccinated during a hurricane? Hey, sir, Joe. The best thing you could do, the most vital thing you could do uh, to avoid a hurricane and to be safe from a hurricane is to get vaccinated. It's not a joke. So get vaccinated today and you'll be safe from a hurricane. Uh, I mean, he could have said rain, anyway. raincoat. He could have said, I mean, on the list of things to do to get prepared for a hurricane, raincoat, poncho, galoshes. <laughs> Dried canned food is they're, they're all above vaccine, right? Umbrella, <laughs> hundred and forty mile per hour winds are expected if this thing gets to a cat four. And Joe Biden says the number one priority is to make sure that you're vaccinated. <laughs> Dummy, is this anything? A barista is begging people to stop using hacks and creative orders to save a couple of bucks on their drinks. Huh? Here he is explaining that when you go online and you find some sort of mystery drink or some sort of hack, it just wastes everybody's time and is a big pain in the butt for the people that are making minimum wage bringing you your beverages. My recipe, this drink is not supposed to be filled all the way up. Except when we see stickers like this, we know that customers are doing a hack and want the cup filled up. So we fill it up. But then we get talked to by management that's saying that that's not recipe and we're wasting product and we're not supposed to be using more than four ounces for drinks like that. Then the customer comes in and complains that their cup isn't filled up. And so then management tells us that we have to make the moment right. So then we fill the cup up. Stop with the hacks. Stop making minimum wage workers do circles for you. Just get a pumpkin spice latte. Uh, okay. I don't really know what he's talking about. I love how they use the word hack like it's the movie war games and Matthew Broderick's breaking into the whopper. I know what you he's know. talking about, though, because there's drink hacks online. And a hack is basically a way that you can get something for a discount if you order it a certain way. And these baristas are like, dude, you're a pain in the ass. Okay. Just get your drink. All right. I mean, just like you go up to the bartender at a crowded bar and order a mojito or some complicated drink that takes five minutes to make. Right. Uh, and I is, just want a Miller Lite. Yeah. You know, I'm behind this person. Yeah, but he didn't. He said that he ends up having to make it for him anyway if they complain. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I I feel sorry for you guys that have to put up with that crap. Oh, I got one for you. We we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Some baseball stuff going on. And again, you're a guy that did you play baseball in college? Not in college. Uh, no, just high, high school. school. Yeah. 
Uh, so every game now, there's fans selling out ballparks to see if and when Aaron Judge is going to tie Roger Maris for the 61st home run, you know, 61 home runs in a season. So here's the drama last night in Toronto. He was up to bat, uh, up to bat in the 10th inning in Toronto. And so they decided to intentionally walk him. <laughs> and so fans, even though it's in Toronto, fans want to see him break this record. And they started booing their own team in Toronto. And the worst part about it is Aaron Judge's mom was in the stands. Here's the call. And Judge is intentionally walked. you're feeling that you don't get a chance to see Judge and then think that's her son and she's watching every single at bat waiting for him to do something so special so probably times it by a million by what you're feeling at home isn't that fun okay I'll ask you since you're the baseball guy is this anything and I think there's different layers here I mean it's they're playing in Toronto they're on, the Yankees are on the road and Toronto's own fans are booing their team and their own coach for walking Aaron Judge <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome, man. I do. Now, the Blue Jays are playing for something. They're trying to get in the playoffs. Okay. It wasn't like, you know, they're the Cubs and they were eliminated months ago. The Blue Jays are trying to hold on to a wild card spot. So this is a game they're trying to win. So, of course, you're going to walk the best player in the league when you're trying to win the game. But the your hometown fans are <laughs> booing you. Right. That doesn't make it – those are just – it's like me, you know, wishing – harm upon the Colts you know after they uh, they were making that drive in the fourth quarter I still hope they lose <laughs> that's the equivalent that's what fans do though yeah, man and plus Lord knows how many Yankee fans were in that joint too because Yankee uh, fans travel yeah. pretty well this is the Hammer and Nigel show be sure to catch us every weekday 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC or subscribe and get it right to your phone